0: That'd be like Fuck. watching the trailer for this movie, <laughs> which I feel like would be like 90 seconds of all of the action scenes. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, it's just people talking in weird British accents. Well, right. Okay.
1: <laughs> I guarantee you that that is exactly what the trailer was. Because this was, no, this movie was distributed by Canon Films. Oh, yeah. So not only did the did the trailer have all of the the action stuff and it was marketed as a horror movie, which let's face it, this movie is not. No. Um, you know, because it was canon Films, they had a sepulchrally voiced guy going, From Britain, the place that brought you stuff that fucked your sister. <laughs> I know. <mean, laughs> the company of wolves. <laughs> This hot bitch is gonna
2: get what's coming to her. Oh,
1: God coming damn. soon in cinemas near you, we're be so there. no trailer ever
2: has, has said this hot bitch is gonna get I'm
0: sure there were four <laughs> trailers. That porn trailers, literally maybe. said this hot bitch is gonna get what's coming to her. <laughs> and then like, then like that's when the the guy comes on screen with like the fifteen inch dick. Yeah. It was like a baby arm because they like pumped it off. The street. biggest blackest dick. <laughs> Apparently, this is my favorite thing I learned. When the cause... son
1: of a priest is born, feet first on Christmas with a 15-inch black dick <laughs> while Despacito was playing <laughs> on the radio, <laughs> <laughs> you know that he's going to go to the devil.
0: <laughs> Why wasn't that your opening?
1: <laughs> it actually was gonna be. <laughs>
2: It's Candy Con and Razor Blades. I'm Bob, your host, and I—I uh, I fucked this up. Yay! <laughs> that was fun.
1: <laughs> so, so, for my eagle-eagle-eared <laughs> listeners, like Bob's run at that intro was exactly like my enthusiasm level was when I started watching this movie. <laughs> it's Like, hey, all right, oh, fuck,
2: let's try this again. One, two. Hey, kids, it's Candy Coat Razor Blades. I'm your host, Bob, and I understand the usage of tweezers. <laughs> and here are my co hosts, Alex and Andy. Introduce yourselves, please.
0: Hi, my name's Alex. And leave her alone. Leave Angela Lansbury alone. And
1: I'm trying to remember the whole riff that I went on earlier, and it's like, oh, I can't do it. I cannot do it. <laughs> no. Um... Fuck me! And I'm Andy. And pest, pest, pest,
2: pest, 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 pest. That was the worst sister. That. that was the worst sister in the whole entire world. Somebody wrote
1: that. Somebody directed her to do that
2: on that, purpose. S- t- yes, and that person would be Neil Jordan. Pest, pest. Pest, pest, pest. So, <laughs> oh, you are such a pest. Pesty, pest, pest, uh, pest. Because you know, British British did, teenagers you are, are what
1: all my, like do that. Do you know what my favorite sauce for pasta is? Pesto. Right.
0: Uh, I would say when she walked up the stairs at the beginning, she's like, pissed, pissed. And I was like, that's how I'm going to feel about this whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> and God I already dammit. know it.
2: And today, kids, we're talking about The Company of Wolves, another werewolf movie. Yay, it's our second. Woo, I don't care. Um, I called so, it by
0: the way listeners you, you weren't here because it was after a show but I was like no this one's really good you guys are going to really love it and I'm like <laughs> Bob you have bad luck with recommending werewolf movies apparently I do what happened to like you know the good werewolf movies
1: the funny thing is this is supposed to be one of the good werewolf I, movies sorry that was a visual so gag. is
0: dog soldiers This no, does okay.
1: like <laughs> like like actual critics like this movie yeah <laughs>
0: and they're wrong but that's okay did they like it at the time yes, yes. they probably wouldn't like it Ebert might, gave it three no, out of four. I still enjoy it you know, but again Ebert, I don't trust his opinion I
1: actually my opinion syncs up with Ebert a
0: lot even though he liked it yeah
2: that's why I said a lot not always okay <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, The Company of Wolves, 1984. I've got the deets on this one. Uh, directed by Neil Jordan, best known from The Crying Game, Breakfast on Pluto, The End of the Affair. And High Spirits with Peter And High Rattour. Spirits, yeah, which is about as much of a horror movie so as this was.
0: Apparently, I've never <laughs> seen a Neil Jordan film before today. Aww. Wow. Because you are naming the movies, I'm like, nope, nope. Nope. You've never
2: seen I can't believe you've never seen The Crying Game. I've never seen The Crying Game, but I know I know the pop culture. Well, references. everybody knows the pop culture yeah, reference I, to I, that
0: one. Because of those references, I just never.
2: You, you just know, never bothered. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. fine.
0: There's probably a good movie in there, but all I know about is the dick. Yeah. Yeah. I've it, seen that scene actually. That's a metaphor. Accident. For life. Mm-hmm. Like I was flipping through the channels And I watched, like, that entire bedroom scene. I'm like, whoa, penis. And I was just kind of very confused at the time. And then I later found out what the movie was. And I'm like, huh. So I apparently, like, got the climax spoiled for me. So I guess there's no reason to go back.
2: (laughs) 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 So written by Angela Carter and Neil Jordan. Uh, It's based on stories from the book The Bloody Chamber by Angela Carter, which is a fantastic book. Um, Starring... Angela Lansbury as Granny. We all know who Angela Lansbury is, but Knobs and Broomsticks, Beauty and, and Beast, so the Manchurian Kennedy. Sorry. David Warner uh, from so In the Mouth of Madness, Twin Prime. Peaks, Boxwork. <laughs> <sighs> Are you just going to let this happen? It's got to happen. Let it happen. <laughs> I
0: thought you were giving us seeds, Bob. I
2: am. You're singing over them. No, we're, no, we're singing. We're singing under them. Tusa Silberg. Uh, as the mother, Georgia Slough as the sister, worst, worst sister, worst. She's uh, so bad. Sarah Patterson as Rosaline, our lead. Um, Stephen Ray as the young groom. We know Stephen Ray from the crying game interview, in, uh, interview with the vampire. Uh, Catherine Pogson as the young bride. Uh, Misha Burgess as the huntsman slash wolf. Uh, Shane Johnstone as they call him amorous boy. I call him asshole. Uh, Don Archibald as the witch woman. Uh, Richard Morant was the wealthy groom and Terrence Stamp has an uncredited scene as the devil. Uh, so, uh, wait, you said Don, like Don Archibald? Don.
1: Okay, that Dawn. makes a lot more sense. Because for a minute Dan. I was like, hey everybody, I'm Don. I'm the <laughs> witch woman. How are you doing, everybody? <laughs> uh, hey, that's a, that's a nice little shawl there that, uh, <laughs> that your granny knitted for you. Nice little shawl She's... with an L on the end of the word. <laughs>
2: So, I guess we're just jumping right into plot because these guys hated this movie.
0: (laughs) What was your first clue?
2: The fact that you posted about it on the internet well before we started this podcast. My
0: first clue was when the camera started rolling on the, the movie and I saw the very particular way in which it was filmed, which is a... Hallmark of British made-for-TV movies it's a that I soundstage
1: despise. in Shepperton with with yeah. that with that weird sort of
0: that cla-
1: sort of um, soundtrack yeah.
0: and the whitewashed filming technique where it's all a little grainy and a little whiteness in yeah. it like that opening it, it, it's so it
1: Robin does, of
2: Sherwood it to me I I know you're <laughs> seeing it as the made-for-TV shit
0: it, it, I see it
2: as heading towards kind of Hammer horror sort of look. But whatever. I appreciate Hammer Horror. I know that you guys don't necessarily do. I've so, not seen Hammer Horror. I don't horror think I've horror. seen
0: Hammer Horror to really tell you if I appreciate it.
2: Have you seen the Christopher Lee Dracula?
0: No. No. That's
2: pretty much the epitome of Hammer Horror.
0: So right my, my problem isn't where this is going or where that it's coming from. But there is just a dearth of movies that came out in this frame of time. Don't know why I said it that way, but because dearth,
1: dearth, I think suggests that there are few movies that came out. I thought out. dearth was a lot. No, I think dearth is actually a plethora, a plethora or a surplus.
0: Yeah, an are, overage. There are some movies that came out around this time period, <laughs> yeah. and um, they have that this filming style that is very kind of white grainy, which I have never understood because other movie places don't do this. Yeah, they're very British. They have very dry. Plots and a lot of walking acting. Like they like to have people walk between yeah. sets while they give exposition instead of just yeah. sitting them in a scene and having them exposed. Right. And th- all of these things represent movies that I immediately despise. Like not even the fact that this is a horrible movie in and of itself, which we'll get to. Just op- starting the film and seeing these like this trifecta of this time frame, I went. Oh fuck! I'm gonna hate this movie. I'm just before we even really got anywhere in the dream, and a dream, and a dream with Andrew Lansbury and a really old face but a really young body that I don't understand. Um, okay, I, that I'm just like I just oh I hate already.
2: <clears throat> so now that Andy is sufficiently sufficiently squicked out, let's start, shall we?
0: And I'm drinking.
2: <laughs> he is drinking. He is in fact drinking.
0: Yeah, it's not a bit people. Tough. He's literally putting alcohol into his
2: body. Exactly, he really is. So, okay. huh. I'm drinking a
0: cider. In
2: the present day, present day <laughs> being 1984.
0: <laughs> uh, I wasn't got, born yet, but it was the year of the rat.
2: Delightful. Mm. <laughs> it's
0: the only things I know about 1984.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know that that was the title of probably the George best Van Halen album.
0: really it was a good, good Van yeah. album.
2: The, the, probably the good Van Halen the, album. Yeah, pretty much the, the only.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure they had others that were okay, but
2: 1984 I, was the good It's book. the seminal Van Halen album. Yeah,
1: it is. If If you... If, if you hear one Van Halen album this year,
2: make God, it this one. God damn it. It's the called Canon Films voice. That, coming soon from
0: Canon Pictures. <laughs> you remind me of that comedian who like his whole bit was to do that voice and they ended up overdosing in a bathroom one time. But he had the best joke about like walking into like one of those open urinals and uh-huh. then like, you know, being a straight guy, like try not to check out. <laughs> but some guy pulled out with like a, a PA in it, like a cock ring. Right. And... Like the the light glinting off the ring and hitting his eye, where he was like, "Oh god, I've seen it!" and it was it was the best. And he did that voice with like that one time you walked into the bathroom, and then the light glinted. It was, so it was just the best. Like, I, yeah, he was originally a really good comedian. I'm very sad that he like freakishly overdosed. I wish forever. I could even
2: I wish I could even pull up who that
0: was because that's funny. Sure I can probably find him if I try. Like, I would, well, let I me continue
2: him. with the synopsis, and you can look that up. Oh okay. yeah, I was doing something so, more
0: interesting. Sorry. Love it. Keep going, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I can insert while you read.
2: In the present day, again, present day being 1984, <laughs> a young girl named Rosaline, Lee for the symbolic name, uh, who is Sarah Patterson, dreams, and this is very important, that it's a dream, that she lives in a fairy tale forest during the late 18th century with her parents to Silberg and David Warner, and her sister Georgia Slow. But one day her sister it is was. killed by wolves or stuffed animals. Who knows? It's a fucking dream. Uh, while her parents are mourning, Rosaline goes to stay the night with her sassy granny, uh, Angela Lansbury, who knits a bright red shawl for her granddaughter to wear. The superstitious old woman gives Rosaline an ominous warning to beware men whose eyebrows meet and wolves who wear their fur on the inside via fairy tale. The first tale told, uh, being a young groom, uh, Stephen Ray, who's about to bed his new bride, when the call of nature... him. Um, call of nature Some, <laughs> summons him outside which must have been super bad because even his eyes were fucking yellow uh, he disappears and his bride is terrified <laughs> to see wolves howling outside uh, a search the following day yields a wolf paw print only years later she remarries and has children only to have the original husband finally return angered at her having children with a new husband the groom transforms into his werewolf form but is slain when the new husband returns I guess that's a good place to stop.
1: Yeah, because I've got I've, those... Um, first off, like, that, that sequence when the sister is getting, like, chased <laughs> down by the wolves. Right. And she's, like, in fantasy land with the giant toys. Mm-hmm. That was just the cheapest-looking fucking scene. It was amazing. Yeah. Like, she backs up into, like... It's, she it's very
2: stage. all of it. She backs it really up
1: is. into the doll, and, like, he... Can't he? The actor inside very visibly can't figure out what's going on. He's like, "Ah, please, mistress, I can't see." Oh shit! Oh oh, fuck! I'm falling over. Oh god! There are no arms in his costume.
2: Oh shit! He he went totally turtle.
1: Craft services. Somebody get me a coffee.
2: Oh god! And um, (laughs) so that was fun. Uh, <laughs> now, now I will tell you that I will agree with you on the production value of this film. <laughs> what I like is the content of the movie, not the set. It's a little rinky dink. Anyway, set. There's a rinky-dink. single set. So
0: this this scene reminds me of one of the worst um, set designed operas, which was um, uh, "The Tales of Hoffman." They did um, the doll An scene. opera about
2: a dude named Hoffman.
0: Yeah, it's actually a very good opera, but not the yeah. point. So Natalie Dessay, who is the human embodiment of what a velociraptor would look like, now <laughs> She is just very pointy French <laughs> singer. She's fantastic voice, but just like as thin as you can be, which is like the pointiest, angriest face coming at you. Right, and she sings the doll aria, the which is nose. Yeah, yeah. yeah, with has which Ooh. is the highest female aria in all of opera literature. So I've played it for like everyone I know, probably. Uh, I've probably tried oh. to play it for Bob. And he uh, like I
1: actually just I actually just saw because I'm a Eurovision queen. I don't yeah. remember you mentioning um, the Estonian, <laughs> the Estonian singer yeah. Ilina Natchayeva s- did s- performed the doll aria. Oh yeah, sort of just out of the blue in like the press room. Actually, she did it while somebody else was performing, and people got pissed. Yeah,
0: because it's very loud.
1: It didn't didn't matter because the people who were performing weren't very good,
0: and Elena Natchayeva is very good.
1: She's yeah. Very, yeah, she came eighth. She was Aww. it was disappointing.
0: She I've heard your, a lot of weird things about this Eurovision. It's fucking weird. Yeah, but like so the setting in this was this like. The point of the doll is this person gets made into a doll and she is okay. built to love.
2: <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that kind of doll. Yeah, yeah, that kind of
0: doll. And not unlike a, a Angela she, Lansbury. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. This I cushion love. was made for pushing. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> um, I want Angela Lansbury to now did, uh, dictate all pornography. She's actually me.
1: turning into Maggie Smith.
0: I'm so okay
1: with that. Okay, uh, one more digression. I'm so sorry. You're fine. Um, There's a new podcast called uh, Pounded in the Butt by My Own Podcast. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard of it. it. It is, they get celebrities to read Chuck Tingle stories.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, I need to listen to this. It's marvelous. Yes.
1: It is so good.
0: I bet you'd like it.
1: I probably would. You would love
0: it. But the point is, so this, this Arya is very important. Basically, she ends up being destroyed because she's a doll. She could never love him. And that's the point. You right. can never find love is the the whole point of this. It
2: seems very Frankenstein.
0: It's very French. So, yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> It's so French. That's how you can tell. So French. So French. <laughs> so French. Um, but mm. the Stop set
2: trying to make French happen.
0: God, Lord in heaven. The set design, yeah. this thing was they put her in this long pink dress with white polka dots. And the dress was meant for Angela Lansbury now. And Natalie say is like three inches around because she is just the thinnest you right. can possibly be. Um, so it's a huge dress. And then they had these gigantic stuffed things behind her that would like, tried to zombie move because they were controlled by robotics and it was real bad and it was the 80s. Oh my God. Um, and so it was like, the, the imagine this, but like on stage in Europe with just really bad mechanics with this woman screeching out like the highest notes written in <laughs> operatic literature.
2: That sounds um, about right. Didn't yeah. Kippen come out around that
0: time? <laughs> 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 when she had the big teddy bear, that's all I could see. I was like, oh, oh I wish I was watching that instead of this.
1: Actually, what, what I was thinking of was that I was thinking of that one Bjork music video. Oh, Oh, my God. <laughs> Which, again, B- yeah. I would like that. <laughs> Human oh, God. Okay, so so Rosaline, Rosaline is now Bjork. Rosaline is, no, in my words, no. In my world.
2: My ex used to call her Bajerk, and I hate him for it.
1: Oh, I love Bjork. I love Bjork. I like Bjork a lot. I haven't really heard anything since Homogenous.
2: Yeah, yeah, I haven't really. I, I mean, I've listened to some of her stuff, but anyway, I'm
1: done. Okay, go. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, we we right, we digressed so, from you. Digress. So let's talk
2: about the movie. Well, okay, so I have one. Must we? I have yes. I have a couple of little things that I noticed.
1: Like the funeral scene kills me, because that is the first appearance of Angela Lansbury.
0: That is such a weird scene. That is like it is.
2: It's like it's like this she, girl doesn't know how to do grief in her own head.
0: Okay, but it's. Uh, Angela
1: Lansbury takes an unwrapped cookie out of her carpet bag and that's like totally okay.
2: Because it's the 18th century. Who's going to wrap cookies?
0: It's, that's uh, so, like, so apparently people still wrap cookies in the 18th century. So
1: apparently Rosaline is already coming into her sexual agency because she just chowed right down on that carpet.
0: <laughs> by the way, you realize this 18th century would have been the 1700s? Yeah. Yes. Which actually is about right. because It's about right because yeah, that's, that's when, yeah. yeah.
2: That's yeah. when Red Riding Hood was written by Perot.
0: I didn't know who wrote Riding Hood. Charles Cook. Um, yeah. Obviously. Oh, I thought you
2: meant Hercule Poirot. No. It oh,
0: would have been a
1: better movie. <laughs> but, oh, could this It
0: would have portal- been much longer. <laughs> I feel like Angela Lansbury was born to be Miss Marvel. She pretty much was. <laughs>
2: which is why they made Murder, She Wrote. But that still wasn't Miss Marple. It wasn't.
0: But I love Miss Marple. Except for the one time when I went and saw Miss Marple play and didn't know anything about her and thought she was the fucking killer. (laughs) I'm like, that bitch has figured everything out. She has to be the killer. And my teacher was like, she's the hero. Oh.
2: Shit. Oop. So so anyway, yeah.
0: the, The weird preacher guy. Oh, yeah. I guess he would be Anglican by this time frame. So Mm -hmm. the Anglican pastor and then everyone crowding around so they could all be in frame because, yeah. Because, yeah. Panoramic filmmaking. Because they're all on one set.
1: And then there's this little interaction between her and the amorous boy where she sticks out her tongue at him and he's like, yeah, whatever. Then Mm -hmm. he sticks his tongue way out at her and she's like, ooh, I think I have inspiration. She's
0: like, I'm wet now.
1: I think I have an idea.
0: Girl, that kid, no. Can we can we just talk about that? How horrific this movie King Shamed people who have unibrows. <laughs>
1: Seriously, okay. The only reason I don't got one is because I know where the razor exactly.
0: is. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. I went to the bathroom this morning. and I'm like, do I have to shave have, extra? Because I just, like, my I is feel blonde, so, so I just shamed
1: like, about.
2: Seriously,
1: <laughs> unibrow, dude. The struggle has been real for also, about 35 years. As as a breech
0: born baby. <laughs> who has a unibrow. We
2: knew you were a werewolf. Shut up. Yeah.
0: I mean, seriously. <laughs> I was so breached. Like, my my legs were actually like like, under they had my to, like, ears.
2: push you back
0: in. They just cut me out. Oh, there you go. But then my mom, <laughs> this is my mom's favorite story. When I was a child, like, right out of the baby, I would just put my legs and hook them behind my ears.
2: So you're not only a werewolf, you're a
0: power bottom. I'm born that way. Wow! <laughs> I was literally born that way. And my mom, my mom, being the the uptight woman that she is, totally used to like take my legs and like hold them and like swaddle me so tight so that I couldn't move my legs. <laughs> and she was just like she would just walk in and I'd just be like, "What?" And
1: she didn't she didn't even realize Here's that that's just butt. like. <laughs>
0: That's how fetishes are born. Seriously, exactly. I just like, I do not have a fetish for that, but I am still a power bottom, so it all works yeah, out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just, and the toad, did the toad have significance?
2: All of the animals had significance because all of them are known as witches familiars. Right. this is
0: because you watch this movie so many times that you know this.
2: Well, it, that and I understand the, <laughs> uh, a lot of the fairy tale
0: and I, mean, I love fairy tale shed, stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I I, I, I can't and, even fully say that I ever watched this movie the first time because it was a lot of like, I'm listening, I'm looking, I'm listening, I'm looking, kind of doing anything. It, it is a movie that, but,
2: because of the themes presented, kind of requires you to pay attention.
0: And I, so. I, I can understand that. I <laughs> won't ever. Yeah. I'm just throwing this out. But The Toad felt really weird to me as they're like, Doing all the preaching, everyone's crammed They're into sex. Traditional
2: fairy tale animals, traditional witches familiars all yeah. through the movie. Is
0: that what it is? Yeah. Okay. No cats, were, witches? were there witches? Was Angela Lansbury a witch? Uh, there was a
2: witch and it is it is hinted that okay. Granny is a witch. Because she yeah. lives alone in the woods and she's an old woman because and that's she pretty much And she doesn't how
0: he, know how to cover up her cookies. Pretty much. No. Oh my God.
2: Because because her cookies remain whole in a carpet bag.
0: Okay. Well, I'm also <laughs> going to just, Right, yeah. I'm also going to say that reminds me of um, the Hank Scorpio episode of The Simpsons when Homer asks for sugar and he just pulls out a big handful in his pocket and says, it's not bagged. Is that okay? And just like <laughs> dumps it into Homer's hand. Like that's literally... When you said the cookie isn't wrapped, that's immediately what I thought it's of. Nice. I'm
2: like,
0: uh... Yeah, I don't... That carpet bag did not feel 1700s to me. No. no. That's really her witchery. She just goes into the future and gets back. There's a
2: lot of anachronisms in here, especially because it's a dream. Yeah, so uh-huh, yeah, know, not everything is going to but fit into like that. Like the time devil period. drives a fucking is, Rolls Royce. Is,
1: or gets does driven she in live
0: life. in present day 1984? But she's dreaming about the 1700s yes. Yeah,
2: the,
1: there are shots of her sort of writhing voluptuously in bed with I lipstick on, wearing
2: yes. her sister's lipstick, despite being yes. way too fucking super young. glossy. By the way, don't wear that. Shit to so bed. by the way, You're this is stick to the pillow.
1: Which, which by the way, is like a metaphor as light and wispy as a fucking sledgehammer to the it's temple. It's really
0: not yeah. light and wispy at it's all. It's like Tabitha coming here with a sledgehammer to renovate.
2: But the thing is, is that I understood that going in because I'd read the book.
0: There's Um, a book based on this movie.
2: No, no, no. It's not based on the movie was based on the bloody chamber. It's one of those great ones where if you
1: pull, if you like pull this little tab, then like the wolf pops out and gets an erection. (laughs)
0: <laughs> also, one of the things I read was totally about a woman who had a dog fucking her, and the dog penis got stuck in her. Oh, yeah. And she went to the ER, and the ER was like, we couldn't do anything for you. They had to call a vet, and she had to wait three hours for them to- Oh, my God. To put the dog, um, not just like, death sleep, but, like, sleep oh, right. sleep. Why
1: don't they just, like, you, you just wait?
0: Right. No, it had been stuck for, like, two hours. Yeah? Like, the do- And the dog was literally, like, scratching her back.
1: Oh. Uh, yeah. So he was the love him and
2: leave him type. <laughs>
0: Apparently.
2: Well, he, but only he couldn't leave. <laughs> he
0: couldn't leave. We've <laughs> all been there. <laughs>
2: She wouldn't let him leave. He couldn't go out and get that pack of cigarettes. So, uh, I miss you, Daddy. <laughs> I have a hard time with that
1: because again, we are talking. We are talking about. A, we are talking about an aperture that does at one point
2: pass a fucking human
1: skull. Yeah, how big was the? I mean, at the all? human skull it does, has
2: joints and so the forth.
1: The vagina ribs
0: rip. during birth usually.
1: It can, but still, like, that, there's no way. I don't care unless this was Clifford the Big Red Dog with Clifford's Big Red balloon knot or whatever the fuck like it's not going to be big enough to really get properly stuck
0: well the why are we talking about this vaginal (laughs) muscles can Um, tighten um, unconsciously yeah I know this because I had a friend in college who needed medical dildos it was one of those
2: urban legends no this
0: is a real story that happened (laughs) with the dog (laughs) now I'm just my friend in college literally had medical dildos because her vagina clenched so tightly in her childhood because she was terrified of pooping it's a whole thing um and so because of this, she literally has, to, she has like a four grade system of medical dildos she has to use prior to having regular sex or she's in like intense pain. Wow. I'm and still going
1: back to like this, this, to, to this medical like imaginary woman on a stepladder.
0: Yeah. Why would you want a white medical dildo? I just, Black. Any color that so, would hide stains better than white,
2: or, or maybe it's to show the stains so that you can clean them off better.
0: You should put them in your dishwasher,
2: so that
1: you put yeah. also so that you can maybe like see if you're going too far, too fast. Yeah. to the land where nothing is funny anymore. <laughs>
0: I mean, one would hope that if you tear your vagina, you would notice before you look at it. Oh, no, it's still funny. <laughs> You talk about deep littoral roots.
1: No, is like, <laughs> it? No, I'm, I'm still. I'm, I, Let's I, go back to the movie, please. I could get like 20 more minutes out of like so, Clifford the Big Red Dog. I, Seriously, no, oh, god damn
0: it. See, my other my other option to go red for that Rocket, joke red red would Rocket. have been about you know how how many prolapsed asses have you seen? So uh, an, oh. an anus can grow that size. And <laughs> he's counting.
2: <laughs> oh, good lord. Ah. So anyway, no this this movie is uh, is actually based on a collection of short stories by Angela Carter called The Bloody Chamber. Um, they're all based on fairy tales, and they're all like super feminist, like second wave feminism, not first wave.
0: Yeah. So I don't know the difference between waves of feminism, and I'm okay with not learning about them right now. That's so. fine. I will look it up on my own time. There
2: you go. <laughs> but it, one of one of Angela Carter's uh, what she was known for was writing flowery, um, purple prose. Unfortunately, It's good purple prose, but it is very verbose.
0: Purple prose in my head is porn lingo. What is it really?
2: A purple prose is just extra super flowery writing. Okay,
0: I'm fine. I was like, I knew once you said it, I'm like, this is definitely not what I think it is. Right. And I don't know why I think it's that. So I'm going to ask.
2: Well, because you think of the head of a
1: penis. Anyway. <laughs> I know. Romance novels with Romance. a better thesaurus. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: Pretty much. I love it. <clears throat> um, yeah. Oh, that's what, like the South Park episode where it's all about the dicks. He's just describing dicks yeah, everywhere. Much. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> so People. so anyway, but what she's known for is writing that super flowery language uh, to write about feminism and female issues. Yeah, and, and body and positivity and the experience of being a woman. I can, that
0: can get that. This movie definitely has that edge where, yeah. like, if it was remade today it would either go the whole other direction and be a little too adult because we'd be making it all about feminine experience right? or it'd be a little kiddier and we kind of excise well, that. Well,
2: the funny thing is is that when she, it, her stories all g- kind of go back to the original tales of Little Red Riding Hood and werewolves and things like that because in the original stories,
0: Oh, yeah. Um, we have... I did catch every reference to Don't Stray from the Path. Exactly. Because I'm not yeah. going to lie. Yeah. The whole score of Into the Woods went through my head every time Anton Winsbury oh, yeah. said that shit. Well, it, that's, it, that's, it's,
2: that's, but she also that's, makes sure to include, Women are allowed to enjoy sex as much as men. Yeah. Um. But you know, it's like you know, don't talk to strangers. Don't stray from the path of purity until marriage. Uh, men are all kisses and sighs until the wedding rings on the finger. Things like that. That's what she was going for. But Honestly. she also wanted to you know relate that back to even like the original werewolf trials. Yeah. Um. Talking about Peter Stump, the the werewolf of Bedburg. Um. Uh. Peter. During his trial, and this is a, what, what they've written about it, mm-hmm. um, claimed that he was given a magical belt by the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um That yeah. gave him the ability to change into a wolf. He confessed to eating two pregnant women, the fetuses therein, 14 children, one of which was his son. Do
0: so. You, do you separate the fetus when you're eating the pregnant woman, or is it like a.
2: It's a separate. Like a, it's, a, <laughs> no.
0: it's a sort of an. A it's, an appetizer. it's a chicken. Music. What's that? Um, <laughs> Cordon Bleu?
2: But no, when you're watching this movie, you do have to kind of look for the feminist themes uh, and, you know, that agency of women that she was pushing for.
0: And I I do see that. I saw that even half-heartedly not paying attention.
2: Yeah. So anyway, um, in the course of scene setting, Granny, via a visit to the local cemetery taken for the seemingly sole purpose of making fun of the pastor... Uh, yeah. Tells Rosaline another story. Uh, the A young man is walking through the enchanted forest when he enc- encounters the devil, Terrence Stamp, anachronistically arriving in a Rolls Royce chauffeured by the actress who plays Rosaline in a super bad shake and go blonde wig. Uh, the devil offers the boy a transformative potion, which he rubs on his chest, causing hair to <laughs> sprout rapidly. Because that's what all the teens are asking the devil for these days. Chest hair. Uh, the boy is pleased. Um, well, yes, actually. But then gets basically eaten by the forest. He appears in Rosaline's present day mirror to remind us that this is a dream.
0: Oh, my God. Have yeah. we gotten to the point where the rubs just skin off yet?
2: No, not yet. That's, oh, that's towards the wait. end. wait.
0: No, that happens early on. Well, calls yeah, her a whore. well, yeah, oh yeah, like, yeah. When her first husband he does comes re- back and he skin off, the skin, and he right. starts
1: looking like Sherry Moon Zombie. Oh,
0: good. So we we are yeah. at that point. That's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's favorite that was
1: the first scene. story.
2: That was the yeah. first yeah. story we're
1: talking about. Okay, it was so bad. Though. He comes I back. Just, he's
2: like, "You're mine. I'm gonna take you back and turn you into a wolf." There was a lot of animatronics in that. That actually, I mean, they looked jerky, but they were actually really damn good for so, 1984.
0: So this is the only issue I had with that scene. It's called the hyoid bone. He didn't have one so he shouldn't have had a tongue. Oh, God. Um, That's my only problem. Like, they just kind of, they ripped his skin off and they moved his larynx forward out of where it should have been Mm -hmm. and they removed his hyoid bone. Yeah, and I was just watching that. Watching this, the only part of the body that I have any knowledge of anatomy because of my degree in like music performance and oral sex. So yeah, well, (laughs) there's that too. Yeah, that's just because I know how it fits. (laughs) If it fits, I don't spit.
1: (laughs) I would have loved to see your dissertation. Do you see you defend your dissertation on that subject?
2: Why the hyoid bone is important to oral sex. Well, I just,
0: it was just very funny because I was just watching that and I'm like, that's the only part I know really the anatomy of. And I'm like, that's not how your neck would look as you rip your skin off. Which we can now have that conversation again. Why do British people specifically have a thing about werewolves or anyone, yeah, is not even ripping their skin off.
2: That's very Hellraiser. Well, it, was sort it of is Hellraiser. very Hellraiser. I mean, Hellraiser. Hellraiser was, was, was more hooks
0: ripping, but right. yeah. like, but American Werewolf because in London, he Stan, does that. Uh, they, well, but they that do wasn't like a British to... film. Yeah, I but it was know. in London, so I felt maybe like maybe it's was because they like
2: showing off. <laughs> it took place
1: in London, therefore it counts. It was mm. influencing. Yeah, I, but even
0: like if we go to Doctor Who, like. There are so many, like, ripping your skin off people that I'm like, this is not as big of a thing. In America, we tend to keep our skin on. We do. More mm-hmm. often than not, we're not ripping skin off. We're just growing or changing our skin. Right.
2: It's changing underneath the skin and then changing the skin yeah, on top Even of a this. lot
0: of body horror doesn't end up with, like, ripping skin off as much as your skin turning into things. Right. Or sometimes, I mean... Oh, my God. Words, even
1: Because even... Jesus.
2: And that was a British movie. He took off his skin for me.
0: Yes. Holy shit. They have this thing about that that I just...
2: I People are just be, really impressed at their ability to create musculature. I just I'm thinking
0: it must uh, be something cultural about
2: It's got to be.
0: Like European and like losing skin or something. Maybe I a,
1: think it's something because
0: I Maybe it's plague related or, I think
1: it's actually like possibly. a Yeah. It's probably like an English or British repression thing. That could like, be it too. Like <laughs> oh my god now everybody can see what a, that I have a fetish for pokemon in high heels. <laughs>
0: um together only. Uh,
2: yes. Uh, Oh, poor Pikachu's arches. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so... Um, Rosaline returns to her village but finds Oh, that no, wait. F-
0: we do we miss my favorite line, <laughs> oh, is favorite? when he just started calling her a whore over and over Over again. and over. Yeah. He was like, like fucking brother Jeb, man. I'm like, she didn't sell it. We can't yeah. skip this scene, bub. This is like the most I paid attention because I was so into <laughs> Well, anxious, you
2: didn't this say word. anything once I was done talking about
1: it. I <laughs> so didn't hear you
0: continue. talking about it. That's why I'm so confused. He
1: was paying as much attention to the synopsis as he did to the movie.
0: Apparently. It's fine. Here. <laughs> okay. You know, this is still not a visual podcast, so it doesn't matter the faces you get. I know me. they can't yeah. see them.
1: I know. I
0: don't care. Okay, so um, just sang whores so much. Whore. Oh my gosh! I just, I wanted to be like, I think,
2: I think there was a slut in there.
0: Well, I just, yeah. That's one. Yeah. when I really wanted to be like, if we thought you were dead, yeah, and she got remarried and then yeah. had children. It's like the last thing she is is a whore. I mean, and, and also, I mean, and
2: you spent years upon years. As essentially a dog. So you're like 90 million years old now. Like, and all of that time should have passed for you. How do you not realize that she thought you might be dead?
0: I just love the moment of him cutting off the head and it flying into the milk. Right. I felt really bad for the milk. I was like, yeah. that was spoiled. Yep, but nope. And then I love the awkward moment of her like caressing his cheek. Oh,
1: he looks He was like
0: my husband. grown. He's the same face as I remember him. I was just this.
2: Right. I'm like. Okay, so you're actually you're you're actually giving us a little bit of battered wife syndrome right now. The
1: weirdest thing about um, that, like from her, I, just, I guess I wonder what he thought was going to be happening. That he he basically told her he was stepping out to take a piss and was gone for long enough for her to have like three kids and yeah. have some of them like grow up. If you shake it more than twice, you're dead to me. I'm getting <laughs> remarried.
0: <laughs> That's how Andy does relationships. Yes, yes. Happen.
1: If you it's, shake it more than twice, we're divorced. It's, it's, it's David. It's,
0: yeah. If he goes to the bathroom, you're like, "Honey, shake it more than twice," and I've already paid the bill and left. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like, you know, it's like. I
1: was trying not to get drops I on mean, anything. I, I get
2: that she was very much in love with this man when they married and he basically just bailed. I'm like, that is going to turn love to hate super quick.
0: But they're obviously British peasants. They had hard lives anyway. They did. It's not like she had enough time to really mourn. But she's
2: like, oh, look, a wolf period. He was eaten. You have, we think you're dead. You
0: have to get more children for labor purposes. Right. <laughs> they make good wages in that yeah, time. Well, there,
2: there was no fr- there was no factories. Children
0: still make damn good wages. They did. I, one of the worst classes I ever took in college, I read like a 500-page book about children and women's wage issues Mm -hmm. in pre-colonial seventeen sixteen hundred London. Right. It was the worst book ever.
2: I'm sure. I'm sure it was dry as a bone. Oh,
0: my God. It was like more statistics based on like 12-year-olds in the working class in this right. one part of London than anyone ever needed to compile. I right. feel like they
1: should like, they'd be like a BBC documentary. Truly, it was a hard-knock life <laughs> for them. <laughs> yeah. Instead of cheated, they, they got, got, tricked. got tricked.
0: Oh my Instead God. Instead of
1: kisses, they, they got kicked.
0: Got kicked.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Annie. This is what
0: happens. <laughs> this is what happens when you know dry British white people write Annie in the seventeen hundreds.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but no, it it's it was very much you know he's coming back. You're still my property, and I don't. I don't get why she didn't just like say get the fuck out of my house. No. I don't even know you anymore. Well,
0: um. Yeah. During <laughs> any of the Sailor Moon level of transformation that he went oh, through. Oh God,
2: that was like. 10 minutes I
0: was that necessary and she, and it was she st- 10 very unearned minutes and yeah. she stared she stared like right in front of him at him for at least half of it right. before she finally went and started like cradling her children because well, she was because at yeah. first she was like oh Sherry Moon Zombie I'm a big fan I know <laughs> <laughs> I just finished watching that one where you were a bitch radio host <laughs>
1: so I and here's here's my problem with the animatronics um,
2: oh, Lords of Salem. Well, it's
1: not only like around the same time, because I think it's right after this, like Rosalie's mom is like getting dinner on the table mm-hmm. and she grabs a pot off the fire, By completely barehanded. Fans.
2: Yeah, and it's,
1: fans. It, that fans. actually pisses me off a little bit because like you spent, <laughs> spent 50,000 pounds, spent 50K on this shitty animatronic werewolf and you could not spend a buck 99 for a motherfucking of glove. <laughs>
2: <coughs> to, or had some had granny knit potholders.
1: <laughs> Come on, man.
2: Angela redberry doesn't knit. Bright red. She had red, red potholders pot for her. <laughs> she's got like a she's got an army of like orphans. But she does however roll her own yarn balls.
0: You know what's hilarious, by the way, you say bright pot holders, now all you can think of is like fisting potholders. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh god. Wait, no. fisting
1: and pot they, they just Wait. kind of force your well, hand no, I mean, into like, the fisting let's, position. Let's tease this out a second. Like, where does that go?
0: Like, I don't know. When you, I, sadly, because of the hanky code, red is a ruined color for me. Because now all I think of is fisting. Right. right. But
1: I, I have the same. Yeah. Sometimes you know all you can think of is fisting. That's I true. understand. I don't yeah. think so. When you're on Tumblr and you're like,
0: damn it, it's all fisting here. I can't. I
2: can't, <laughs> I can't. I can't. It's like putting my hand in warm jello. I can't. I can't. I didn't.
0: I didn't feel like it was jello.
2: I got these foldable hands. I, I have done it. I am not a fan. It does nothing for me. I'm sure it does plenty for the bottom. It, But it feels weird to me and I don't like it.
0: My favorite story was that one time Paul got asked to do it by some like super high end dom like. Uh-huh. And no one knows he's super submissive, but he, like, trusts other doms. And Paul, you, you've seen Paul's hands. Do you remember Paul's hands? Paul like, has he's Paul got these king fucking meaty, gong. Yeah, he's like, meaty uh, fucking yeah. and Paul. Oh, no. Paul was like, I tried really hard. Only got to, like, the th- the final knuckle. <laughs> Couldn't even make my thumb in. And I'm like, well, he was a trooper anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I tried so frankly, hard, but only got so far. People's hands. <laughs> but in the end.
1: In it, his end.
0: <laughs> in his end, it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't really
2: matter. Good. Oh. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh my God! He tried so hard to lose it all.
2: Oh. But he, well, you know. He, <laughs> but in his end, it wasn't really possible. Yeah.
1: Um, so. And this werewolf was
0: crawling in his skin. Oh, God! Hey, uh. I
2: brought him back to the movie. Oh, good. <laughs> Don't okay, complain so, about how I get there. <laughs> so after the boy in in the dream, you know, s- spends. Five minutes yelling in Rosaline's mirror. Rosaline returns That's returns a lot to of her. Time in that mirror. It is, he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, returns to her village but finds that she must deal with the advances of the local creeper who has no idea what the term sexual harassment means.
0: Is that the um, little blonde boy, right? Yes. Oh it is? The one that she's low-key in love with. But oh, not. she's but totally yeah. up. She's right. totally onto his D. And he definitely doesn't have eyebrows that meet because he has yeah. blonde hair. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Rosaline and the boy, because it's the 18th fucking century and she doesn't understand the term agency, take a walk through the forest and start a game of hide and seek. But the boy, who is apparently colorblind, oh. finds a dead cow instead of a girl wearing a bright red glove. And he's like,
0: well, <laughs> I guess. And then he unzips. And he's like... <laughs>
2: Fuck it. That doesn't actually happen. Doesn't matter. Had sex right
0: into the uh, the cow. You the, know, the, the... the villagers then wait, wait, set is up. Is that when he gives her the flowers to go on the walk? Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. And so, well, the, let's the whole... go for a walk after church. The
1: thing about yes. that is, though, the hide and seek. So delightful. Yes. The hide and seek thing. He was trying to get smoochies out of her, oh, and exactly she what? wasn't feeling that. Yeah. She she didn't suggest hide and seek because she wanted to play hide and seek.
0: She suggested hide and seek because she wanted to actually. She just wanted to get away from it. Don't kiss until you have a ring,
2: right? Why,
0: why, why if marry it the, the baby cow when well, you can of fuck
2: the dead one for free? <laughs> God damn it. So the villagers set out to hunt the wolf but once caught and killed. The wolf's corpse transforms into that of a human being. While the men are out hunting, Rosaline tells her mother a story that Granny had told her during a previous visit to convince mom that Granny isn't cruel or crazy, just superstitious. A rich dude is getting married, but a woman he knocked up shows up all Moripovich Povich-like. Uh, She basically calls out the classism and sexism of the rich dude by saying she was good enough for a fuck but not to marry and further denounces the rich folks for condoning the promiscuousness of men and, in contrast, the expected chastity of women by declaring the wolves in the forest are more decent. She then reveals that she's an enchantress and turns the whole fucking party into wolves. They flee into the forest as she laughs, but afterwards she makes them sing to her and her child nightly because she just wouldn't be as badass otherwise. Literally the only only thing about that scene that I liked That whole
1: weird Amadeus interlude. Yep. Yeah. Was after after she turns them all into wolves and the wolves all run out. The servants are like, "Yep, party time." <laughs> God, well, it'd be ashamed to let all this champagne go to
2: waste. <laughs> <laughs> that entire band was just like, "Fuck it, bring in the green M and M's." This <laughs> smells past the coupoles, yeah. <laughs> oh, that one my... old lady just ruined
0: lamb for me. Huh, I just I got stuck on this scene because the I know you're Google me. Drive, so I watched the parts of the scene over and over. Again. And I seriously got stuck on one point where like two superly powdered white people were like just about to kiss, right? They took full frame. Oh, and yeah, that was really cool. I paused there and I was just hoping it would buffer and move on. And then after 10 minutes of that scene, it didn't, so uh, I, mean. I just kept going. Myself. That's fine. Um, I had to like close things, it was just I yeah. I liked the costuming. Yeah. I thought of it, all of the possible moments when they put clothes on people on purpose for some reason in right. this movie. That was a good job. I feel <laughs> yes. like the costumer uh, was real excited about this scene and for every other scene, she just called up like, uh, Miss Lansbury, can you bring in your own knickers? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I have so much cotton broadcloth. It's just
0: horrid. It was like this one time <laughs> when uh, Judy Gold was on SVU mm-hmm. and they literally called in, and they were like, you're a six foot five woman. Can you bring all of your own clothes? Because we're not going to have any. Right. And Aww. she was like, really? And they're like, yeah, no. If you want to wear clothes in the show, you have. <laughs> you can't and I feel you like, like she missed shit, an opportunity yeah. because
1: she could have just like, she could have just like played that whole role like naked and, 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 like, and make that their problem. Yeah. Right. She's you like, got it. <laughs>
2: You don't accommodate tall women. Yeah. Time for it's you like, to tough t- t- shit. Yep.
1: I guess I am in a defense attorney who works in the nude. Deal with it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
2: God. But no, it, it's and this is these scenes are just all symbolism all the fucking time.
0: Um, <laughs> I did feel like whoever made all those costumes got real bitter when they realized they had to tear them all up when they were turned into yeah. wolves. So is the. <laughs> the pack of wolves from the beginning dream sequence moment supposed to be these people. Mm, it's never mentioned. No, I think it's, just, I think it's
2: just all stories. It's all.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a big muddled metaphor. I mean, it could be so
0: what we've learned is that Angela Lansbury has a huge puppy fetish. She does. She's probably a furry. Yeah, more than likely. She has
1: this weird, she gives the weirdest advice. She does.
0: Oh, you mean like don't eat the dropped apple with the yeah. weird worm? Never oh. eat
2: it. Uh, so, yeah,
1: don't, I, so, like, don't I just, eat
0: the
2: windfall apple, eat the one from the tree. So I
1: just sort of picture Angela Lansbury just being like, Up in the club, just broke up. I'm
0: doing my own little thing. If he liked it, then he should have put a ring on it. Oh, oh, oh.
2: Uh, oh, yeah, okay. I I kind of actually need to hear Angela Lansbury sing Single Ladies Name. I'm
0: pretty sure it would be like, uh oh, oh, oh beauty and the beadies. <laughs> <laughs> All of the single <laughs> ladies. Oh,
2: I, I love Angela Lansbury, even in this movie, and I because I love this movie. I also but. love
0: that we're pretending like Angela Lansbury has like a frail. Quiet it's, it's, voice. it's her singing voice. Her singing voice yeah, is singing, very,
1: very wonky. Like it is
2: that. wonky. Um, I mean, we has, have has heard anyone not heard right?
0: Sweeney Todd. She she no, can go a little I'm firm pretty sure, with it, but I'm it's pretty sure oh, true. it sounds more like this. That's her Broadway voice. Oh, the single ladies. <laughs> like she sounds real. <laughs> rough yeah, but, and guttural. but
1: but most of our audience probably knows her from Beauty and the Beast, in which she's in which she she was like the teapot or whatever.
0: She was Mrs. Teapot. Mrs. Potts. Okay. Well, there we go. So. With chip, the boy with brain damage, because obviously, where did that chip come from? Oh, that kid. And you know, and you know they needed tooth, actually.
1: You know they needed potholders for her because Angela Lansbury was. <laughs> I
2: got
0: t- 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 <laughs> Angela Lansbury. <laughs> she, she got Angela steam Lansbury. Heat. <laughs> anyway. But she needs your love to keep away the cold.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
1: I just use vitamin C.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> By the sea, Mr. Todd.
0: <laughs> oh, you want to do what I'd like to do, Mr. Todd. Oh, what I could. If I could. <laughs> oh, what I'd really like to go. In a year or so. <laughs> Don't you really want to know?
2: That is my favorite version of Sweeney Todd, though.
0: Oh, no. I love, um... I like Patty Lapone a lot.
2: I am not a fan of Patty Lapone, so... I mean she's fine. Bob, you're kicked
0: off the podcast.
2: I don't know how this happened, Um, but No. no.
0: I just love Patty LePau. You're allowed to love Patty LePe. I don't
2: I don't hate her. I like her. I'm just not a huge fan. I don't even know you
0: anymore.
2: You didn't like this movie. I don't know you anymore.
0: <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, I know. You had no real expectations. No, I
2: actually I thought you would both really like this film. So anyway, continuing with the film, since we're obviously not going to talk about this story. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. about the story. I mean I what <laughs> no else there is to say. Really, I mean it was, it's, it's, really it's right there. It's blunt. It was horrific. It was very acting. heavy-handed it was. It was like everyone yeah. did not know this time period. They were all just like, ha, ha we'll just be high class. It was person.
1: just very it was also it was oh. very <laughs> exposition-heavy <laughs> dialogue. There were just a lot of two and shots of people just sitting around. Walking, yeah. Again,
0: yeah. walking exposition—that's right. so characteristic of this. Yeah. Right. I think this whole time frame in British like filmmaking mm-hmm. was like. I yeah. think it comes from like British soaps where they have so little money. Yeah. They're like, let's just keep walking and yeah. filming. Because
2: and there's also we a lot there's, of it did come from it's it's gonna that. Gonna that's the way Hammer films, films happen too. <laughs> well, but there's a lot of <laughs> It's it's very because uh, it kind of stemmed from you know like Dark Shadows and yeah the Hammer, Hammer, the Hammer films, films
0: was and- Corbin and not Corbin um nope. Gone. Keep moving. <laughs> we can just cut that. I don't know but what my to me know,
1: there's, there's all these like but, long lingering shots that are beautifully composed. Yeah. And if mm-hmm. he had shot them outside, this movie would look a lot better because yeah. these are long, beautifully composed lingering shots of a soundstage in Sheppardton. Yeah. And it yeah. just looks cheap. That was just the
0: whole uh, like, who in the world gives it? Who in the world... <laughs> Sorry, that's a very weird <laughs> visual moment for the rest of us. Yes, Gives what a... What you... expo- I had no idea what you were doing. Anyway. I was trying like, to
1: blow something off the keyboard, but it didn't work. It's
0: like overly expository dialogue while walking down a long table. There is nothing more cinematic and less realistic to me. Right. Because there's just... People... Don't do well at, like, breathing and walking and talking and speaking. Right. Unless I, they're trained. I would
2: have just been, like, standing at the doorway yelling at people. Seriously. Which is the way most people would have done
0: exactly. it. Exactly. So that just it's, just it's such a weird scene. And they all become wolves. And they all run out cleverly yeah. through the one entrance. They didn't destroy I just, like, any of the tenants.
2: She didn't kill you. Consider yourself lucky. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, for some of those high class bitches, this is more heat than they'll get in two years. Right.
2: Woo. Like that but one sure. that one old lady, oh shit, she was really digging the meat. She was all into that meat. She was just like, Oh la, 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 la. She was all up in it. I'm like, no. No. I
0: hope that when the audience comes to this, they visualize you like putting your hands up and being really vulgar. I kinda wanna, I kinda wanna take a selfie. Happened.
1: Like <laughs> I don't know if the expression on my face is anything interesting. But maybe maybe like <laughs>
0: I don't want this anymore. So,
1: anyway, I don't like it.
0: I don't feel safe anymore. (laughs) No. Please, sir, I want to go home. Take
1: that nasty soup away. Uh, I don't want any soup today. Teaspoon. Teaspoon. I love the fact that, like, I think maybe one person on the planet We'll hear this and know and what I'm, that was from. Well, I mean, yes. I
2: yeah. know.
0: And it'll be you while you're editing? No, mm-hmm.
1: actually, I've got friends who listen. Oh. Okay. so Who actually turned me on to shock-headed Peter. So. Right. Yeah. So
2: anyway... um yeah, there's not a whole lot more to say about that story. It is blunt. It is a blunt I tool. Know. You were like it trying is, to make fun of
0: us, like well, we're not going to talk about it. Then, well, what do you want to say? I know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's
2: like you're, you're right, though. It is. It, it is blunt. It is. It <laughs> is. Tits, it, wolves, sexual agency,
1: yeah. menstruation. Let's go. <laughs> I got shit to do. The
2: menstruation is no. the next part. Yeah, is, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> when we actually get into Little Red Riding Hood, because Rosaline later takes a basket of goodies to the woods to her grandmother's cottage, but on her way she encounters and. Attractive finger quotes, husband in completely inappropriate clothing for hunting with Frida Kahlo eyebrows. Uh, that's me. Oh Hickes. no! Oh, <laughs> they in the mill <laughs> Oh, they were nasty eyebrows. Come on, girl. Yeah, I mean, um, he lures her off the path with a picnic of the food she was supposed to bring Granny, and then challenges her, saying that if he that he can find his way to her grandmother's house before she can, and the pair set off. Uh, there was a bet involved, where you know she's, she owes him a kiss if he wins. Uh, The hunter arrives at Rosaline's grandmother's house first, where he reveals his bestial nature and kills her. Uh, Like, in the weirdest fucking way, because her head comes right off and shatters like a porcelain doll against the the fireplace. Uh, Rosaline arrives later and discovers the carnage, but her need to protect herself is kind of offset because she thinks Frida Kalo's hot. (laughs) To distract him, she tells him a story. A she-wolf from the world beneath the well, which just doesn't sound sanitary, arrives at a village. (laughs) Despite meaning no harm, she is shot by a villager. She reveals herself in her human form to an old priest who takes her in and bandages her wound. Although touched by the priest's kindness and actions, she feels she is not fit to stay. Ultimately, after some time, she returns to her world through the village well. Uh, that's which uh, I don't know what the fucking point of that entire story was. <laughs> it was to distract him. I was just like, totally like
1: looking at this, like, okay,
2: how many more minutes? How many more minutes? How, many more, minutes? how many, many more? I think it's, I th- I don't even know the symbolism behind that one. It was weird because obviously this is where we're talking about sexual tension and we're talking about her kind of blossoming into a woman. And this wolf changed into a woman and was very obviously naked and, you know, looking for human companionship and things like that. And... I don't quite get it. It's like, yeah. are you owning your sexual agency at this point? What is going on? I meh. no one knows.
0: No, no one yeah. Knows. And ultimately but i, I yeah. I would like to point out that basically um, I know things now from Into the Woods, Little Riding Hood song. Yeah, pretty much. Um, literally word for word. I could just sing it and we could think about this context exactly. and it would work perfect. Exactly. Oh, that is
1: that is literally that is <clears throat> Every well, the, every iteration of Little Red Riding Hood, apart from like that. Shelley Duvall's Tall Tales and Legends, ah! or Fairy Tale Theater, or whatever what it was, Fairy Tale
2: Theater, and it was wonderful.
1: Whatever it was that this kind of looked like, um, basically that is that is literally the subtext of Little Red Riding. Hood. Oh, and
2: it's always been the subtext. Like yeah, oh, well, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, Val- Valerie and her Week of Wonders, same deal. They they get into Little Red Riding Hood there. Same subtext. It's that's the subtext of the story. Right. It was just
0: really funny because I was looking at it like, ha, I could make a joke. And then I'm reading it like. There is no need to change lyrics. This joke has gone right out the window. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, See, my only problem was that I was remembering that terrible, terrible miniseries that I think I had Alyssa Milano in that my ex
0: <gasps> tried to
1: make me watch. Where they had that fucking, like, wolf dude who kept going around going, oh, huff, puff. And I was like, oh. Oh, my fuck, God.
2: Oh, my God. God. Yes.
0: I love th- that. That was awful.
2: The ninth, the tenth uh, kingdom. Tenth kingdom yes. Thank you. No, that I loved it. was a piece
0: of shit. It was.
2: I loved it. I didn't.
0: I, I can't say I. I didn't like did, or didn't like it, but I, I mean, didn't take I just the quality. It being they like,
1: retrofit the lyrics to a Queen song to be about
2: sheep shearing. They did. They did. But yeah now, again, I understand that it was a TV movie, and I understand that it was bad. But I, I, my obsession with fairy tales does not allow me to hate it. I can't. I love the Tenth Kingdom. I'm sorry.
0: You're allowed to love whatever you want.
2: Yeah. So um, what I missed was before she tells him the story, uh, she actually shoots him with his own rifle. Hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah that was actually So, And that's of- when he changes into the wolf shape and she tries to calm him down in wolf shape by telling him that story. Is that
0: like a premature ejaculation Pretty much. reference? Yeah, something like that.
2: <laughs> something like that.
0: Like she, she touched his penis and shot him in the foot. And more more he like he was going oh, to kill him. To this never happens. Oh my god! <laughs> I know, it's like American Pie all over again.
2: Right. Well, no. It, I, I actually think you know, if we're going to talk about the actual symbolism, I think it's more like, you know what? You're coming on to me, but I'm going to come on to you too.
0: Yeah, and then he comes too quick. Pretty much. Yeah. And, and then time, they go. One right. time he stuck a bow in his pussy.
2: Is <laughs> a rifle. Anyway. Um, so ultimately the the villagers arrive at the house looking for the werewolf within. Instead, they discover that Rosaline herself has become the werewolf, which they can tell by wearing and the then, chain around wait, the wait, neck. Wait.
0: So is this when the little bedroom secret garden comes out and goes, The the werewolf is in us all? And points to her heart. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So, Except who, in this case the heart is a vagina. So yeah. so when in, I meant when I said heart, I meant clitoris. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> oh,
2: oh. <laughs> So, so in doing so, she is sharing the huntsman's power rather than becoming a victim. Together, she and the huntsman escape to the forest, joined by a growing pack, having shown each, chosen each other as mates. Back in the present day, Rosaline uh, awakes with a scream and discovers wolves outside her house, followed by their breaking through the window of her bedroom, which is weird because her bedroom's in the goddamn attic. Um,
0: yeah. What's her, what's her face? Um, horrible actress. Pest! Pest The, the sister, pest. yes. Yes. I had to walk up a lot of stairs. Because they filmed the whole staircase for us. Yeah.
2: So
1: and then the film ends. They to a send reading. a German shepherd with her in case she got lost. <laughs> Seriously.
2: Seriously. The film ends with a reading of Charles Perrault's "Le Petit Chaperon Rouge," uh, with the moral warning girls to beware of the wolves among them. Frankly, that story should be able be warning wolf, uh, girls of the wolves
0: within them, because you know that happens too. Just like Secret Garden, a wolf is within us all. <laughs> so that is my favorite. This is my the worst joke <laughs> I ever make. Is like anytime someone brings up Secret Garden, I always just go. Oh, you mean how it's in our heart? Like the garden's <laughs> in our heart? What's funny about that is
1: you brought up Secret Garden like three times. I've never seen it. Have you wouldn't... ever read the book? No. <laughs>
0: the I mean, little girl kid's is book. dying. Yeah, she is. The Secret Garden's in your heart. Yeah. So you never forget anyone. Right. It's terrible. No, it's it
1: fine. Well, I'm sure Angela it's... Lansbury will knit her a lovely shawl.
0: It's also like <laughs> a, a two and a half hour musical. That yeah. is not necessary. Yep. Fuck.
2: Yeah, nobody doodle. wants them.
0: Not necessary.
2: No. Nope. So, um, again... Uh, we, we didn't touch on this at the beginning of the podcast, but yeah. I should have. But the reason that I chose this
0: <laughs> is, Listeners, if you hadn't figured it out, Bob uh, picked it. Uh, yes. There Actually, is, you probably didn't figure it out because usually when he picks it, he hates it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. So, no, um, I have an almost unhealthy obsession with fairy tales and urban legends and stories and things like that. Mythology, things like that. I enjoy hearing the stories of the world. Um. And I enjoy when people take a dark look at those fairy tales. This is not necessarily all that dark. I mean, it is dark compared to no, the stories was, you tell children. it
0: was whitewashed very well. There was very little darkness. <laughs> Even the filmmaking, like it was night, and I'm pretty sure that's like L.A. at four in the afternoon. Yeah.
2: But but it did it did harken back to the original tellings of the tales, where it is more sexually motivated. Yeah. Uh, um, Where uh, people
0: just did not have time to squeeze into that shoe. Cut off your heels, bitch. Right.
2: I mean, some versions of, of Little Red Riding Hood have the wolf leaving some of Granny's meat and blood for for Red to eat. Um, some have her putting all of her clothes uh, on the fire and getting in bed with the wolf, uh, signifying the death of sexual uh, innocence or, or her
0: virginity or whatever. So it's... The death of sexual innocence. That is like the... The worst phrase I've heard. I oh, know. God, yeah, <laughs> it's a little that's, weird. Um, Bob, do you need to get your Bible out so you can look up the right verse for no, that. It's horrible. I'm good.
2: Um, but 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 it does still use a lot of that morality of the original story to me anyway to tell a very female empowering tale or
0: several tales. So actually. what you're describing, I would love to see. <laughs> Point me in the direction of that movie.
2: I'm telling you. Ginger snaps. Anyway. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, no, seriously.
1: I'm, I'm going to mention it. I've, I've mentioned it obliquely. I will get the plug in real quick.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, there's a movie. It's a Czech. A Czech. It's not even. a so it was a, Greek? No. Czechoslovakian. Okay. Uh, so Czechoslovakian.
2: together?
1: Yes. From 1970. Okay. Uh, and actually, it snuck under a very, very repressive regime. It's pretty impressive what they got away with. Yeah. Mm. It's called Valerie and Her Week of Wonders. Um, I was going to try to have the director's name on hand. Um... Yaramil Juresh, Yaramil Juresh, excuse me, um, I think is how it's going to be pronounced. Um, and he uh, basically, it is, this. that movie was actually a really, really big influence on this movie. Yeah. Um, don't <laughs> hold that against it. <laughs> Um, it it has a lot of the same kind of ideas that that it is a young girl on the cusp of her womanhood, um, who is sort of discovering her own agency, just her agency as a person, but also her own sexual agency, being acted upon by the world around her, and that the um, the world around her, the the roles that she's expected to play, and the sort of the fears that she has are given this vaguely fantastic. Monstrous form. Um, there is a little bit of Red Riding Hood in there, mm. uh, explicitly. If I if memory serves, I felt like that for my money. The story there is more coherent than this, and a lot less talky
0: and less random wolves. I assume.
1: <laughs> yeah, not so much of the random wolves. It's it's very surrealist, so it's it's gonna be it's weird. Yeah, but I, I mean, like it. Watch it. Um, so like, if if this wasn't your bag, maybe try that.
0: Maybe if this
1: is your bag, try that anyway because I think like the things that you like about this, I'm looking at Bob. Stuff. Of course, no. the things that you like about this, you will probably also like about oh, Valerie. Um, and the things that the things that I did not like about this are not present in Valerie. Okay, okay. so it's it's certainly worth a
2: watch. Well, and and, and people like actually I said, show. I um, will fully I will fully own the fact that this is shot on a soundstage and it does not look good. Yeah. So, but,
0: but just being shot on a sound, sound just being shot on a soundstage. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, does not preclude a movie to be bad.
2: Right, I mean, right. I liked The Brothers Grimm, too. That was also very definitely well, shot on a soundstage. Well,
0: The Descent.
2: Yeah.
0: It was yeah. completely shot on a soundstage because they did not feel comfortable going into a real cave. Right, yeah. Or Cube. Right. Just the one room in a soundstage. I mean, like, movies that we at least moderately to very much enjoyed. I think the problems with this movie is my particular dislike of the era mm-hmm. that it was filmed in. And I have, I have a very weird dislike of... Basically, British, British themes and movies of like 1980 to through, through like the 1800s. Right, I just that time frame. I'm not really in love with that locale. I'm not really in love with mm-hmm. Oliver Twist. All of these stories that kind of come out of like that period of British history mm-hmm. up, up even through the 1900s, um, up even sometimes into modern day. But I do kind of like a lot of modern day stuff. Yeah. from Britain. I just it's. I don't connect emotionally or mentally with the people, the struggles, the environment, the look, the feel. All of it seems bad to me. It's,
1: um, I hope I'm not derailing. I'm gonna gonna sort of bounce off that. What this movie reminded me a lot of, it reminded me of The NeverEnding Story. Yes. Not thematically and not in terms of the story, just just visually. In terms of what it looks like. Now, NeverEnding Story had more of a budget, but it was still shot almost wholly on sound stages. Yes. And Mm -hmm. there's that thing... Alex, you've mentioned it where when you have when they only had a budget for so much uh, movement of a monster that people have to like have to step in, step back, step in, step back. This was kind of like that where they made this environment that was as richly detailed as they could make it. Mm -hmm. But they only had the money for the one environment. so they had to keep reusing it. Yeah. Yeah. And so there were a lot of scenes of children skipping gaily off toward the map painting. And General Zod's Rolls Royce driving off around the corner toward the map painting.
0: Look at that beautiful sunset, children. It'll never move because it's painted on. Exactly. And it's the kind
1: of thing where I think the story that they wanted to tell was so far beyond what they were able to present with the budget yes. they had. That they ended mm-hmm. up replacing it with a lot of dialogue and a lot of
2: things that... Right. Well, and, and I'm not uh, interested. Yeah. And me. I can understand that, being that Angela Carter is known for that flowery. It's language. true. It is and real talky, and it when it's not talky, it's just kind of static. Yeah. And
0: and when it's talky, it's not engaging. Yeah. I love talky. I have a particular love of plays, right. and I I where people have trouble with like sometimes when you turn Twelve Angry Men into a movie, and mm-hmm. people get bored of twelve people sitting in a room and arguing. Right. I love good dialogue and good conversation and this movie doesn't feel built in that way mm-hmm. it feels like kind of transitioned into that way like they yeah. saw the budget they worked with what they had yeah so and I, I i very openly say that my problems with this movie besides the plot not being the kind of movie i love fairy tales too i love yeah. mythology i love urban language. all this stuff is great but the housing of this movie is not cool for me like, I just have never felt it. I was trying over and over again, mm-hmm. yeah. never was feeling it. And then we just get into this era, this filming style, these actors, and I'm like, a oh, perfect storm of yeah, hatred yeah. for me. Like, this just hit all my bad points. Yeah. <laughs> and, and
2: I will tell you that, you know, I did see this movie shortly after it came out. So there is a lot of nostalgia vision in this for me, too. Oh, yeah. So
0: Nostalgia boners never go away. Right, they don't. No. And You have to I, I will, I call will a doctor after six hours and go to the ER exactly. usually to get them deflated. Exactly,
2: with needles. <laughs> so well, Speaking of True Blood. So, I, was going now, back I, to mean, I will fully admit that, yes, there's a lot of nostalgia vision in this for me. I will fully admit that, yes, it's talky. I will fully admit that it's not actually a great movie. Yeah. I actually have to be in the mood to watch it, but when I'm in that mood, it's wonderful to me. You
0: should have your caramel corn mm-hmm. and your... Yeah. Um, what other sugary things can I add? They'll just um, kill you.
2: <laughs> Whatever it is, one of gonna... those four packs of cream horns that are always on sale. Oh, yeah, <laughs> is, yeah, yeah. Surplus of red dye number five.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's when Bob <laughs> drinks the like code red Mountain Dew, but not the modern kind, the old kind.
2: Right. Oh, no. <laughs> Livewire.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love Livewire. Oh my god. When I drank. Sugary sodas, Levar mm-hmm. was my jam. Yep. Orange-flared Mountain Dew is the way Mountain Dew was intended. Yeah.
2: I, but I do like Code Red, because I'm a big cherry fan.
0: So. I liked Red Cream Soda, but that's because of a really horrible Not experience Not that kind I of have. cherry, Andy. stop it. Bob likes to puff cherries.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, so, on a shake, a steak and shake, what are you guys talking about? Right? Bing. I still haven't had the death <laughs> of my sexual innocence. Right. <laughs> We please, like, cut that line and replace it with she didn't have her sexual awakening yet because having sex is not a death. Well, except right. in the sense that it was a death, well, it, when you have an it's orgasm, the yeah. the yeah. yes, yes. it's the death oui, of the innocent, yes, yes, the innocence, Le Le
2: yeah, leptimor, Le yes, things like that. Well, another thing that you have to I understand faint, is that I the die, book that this
0: I faint, I die uh, with thee again. Endless mi- pain and misery.
1: <laughs> Is it worth it? Let me work it. Put my thing down, flip it and
2: reverse it.
0: Oh my it. god. <laughs> Andy Granny does oh, uh damn it. A- Andy Granny's rap album will be out in a few right. weeks. I
2: can do that shit for hours. Angela Lansbury covers Missy Elliott.
0: Oh my god, and little <laughs> Kim. And little Kim. Get some little Kim in there. Well, oh, she, Cardi B. Can she do I hate Cardi B. Let's know.
2: talk about it. So um going back to the movie and stepping back even a little bit further to the book. Okay. The book doesn't necessarily just have these stories in
0: it. Andy get your get yourself ready. Hang oh. on. Inserting a marker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so so the book doesn't necessarily have just those stories in it. It, obvi- it has all of the stories that were told. In the movie. And more, I assume. And more. Uh, Because it includes a story about a... a, It's essentially Snow White only. She is a vampire. One of the very many versions of that. Uh, Again, she revels in sexuality, things like that. Uh, And there's also a story... uh, One of my favorite in the book uh, is her retelling of Bluebeard. It's from the the point of view of the wife.
0: The The seventh wife?
2: Yeah. Um, And it's super fun because she realizes she's about to die... You know, she's got the mark on the key. Bluebeard's coming home. Her mother rides in on a fucking horse and just shoots him in the head. It's kind of amazing.
0: Oh, that really.
2: I wish that she would have had the agency, but being rescued by her mother is almost.
0: I mean, I feel like that misses the point of that original story.
2: True. True. It kind of does because so, in the original story, she rescued herself.
0: Yeah. It just, and put
2: her sisters back together. I
0: actually, um, my brain decided that I want to do an updated version of that mm-hmm. where it's a woman and she opens the door and instead of seeing the heads of his past six wives, mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of dicks. And she's like, What? And he's like, <laughs> I just found out I was bi, so I thought I would try something different. <laughs>
2: and then he just like, shoved her in the closet, closes the door, and
0: the end of my tour Game over. <laughs> that's kind of awesome that's gonna be my first short film oh no yeah. she, <laughs> she, she like slides over the door into the saw room but it's just right. a bunch of dead guys in there, and she's like what do you mean it's like, what's this pig head for and that's he's like so, <laughs> I need to cast like Paul but give Paul like someone else's voice because right. Paul has a pretty gay voice he um, he's never gonna listen to this
1: one <laughs> it's a Yahtzee set covered you know, so in blood.
0: I need him to be like real bush and then right at the moment he's like actually girl I was I thought I was gay, but it turns out I'm bi, so you're my first collectible. and like, <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. That's, that's, that's my new retelling of Bluebeard. Again, that completely ignores the point, and I am all for it.
2: Right. So, so um, I, I guess at this point... Poor Andy. I'm
0: I'm, 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 like, I'm I'm
2: waiting for Alex to say it, because usually that's how oh. it goes. Usually that is how that goes. Would
0: you like to rate the film, Bob?
2: <laughs> I would like to rate the film. Um bearing in mind that i am going to try and move past my nostalgia vision um and actually try to rate this film on its on its own merits not what i think of it um it well is rating it is everyone. my you okay so because except there there are some set design issues there are some costuming <laughs> issues there are some actual like film stock Just issues a couple I know. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate the story and what it's telling. And, you know, when I, when I can sit down and watch it, I will, I love the hell out of it. So I, uh, given that it is cinematically problematic, uh, I am going to give this a 3.5 out of five um, pieces of skin ripped off from a werewolf. Mm, okay. Mm, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, My rating. Yes. Um. This is so personal. I'm not going to depersonalize this. As a person that is me, I hated it. I give it negative four um, <laughs> neck vertebra that my partner just had removed from his body and replaced with corpse bones and fused okay. together because I hated it so much. As a movie, if you like this time period, if you like this kind of thing... I would give it um, one out of four hyoid bones that are not in a person's body.
2: Yeah. I mean, this this does kind of, it falls into that fantasy thing with Labyrinth and doesn't yeah. quite meet I, those standards. Yeah, if you, if you yeah. like,
0: if you understand what I've been saying I hate and what Bob has been saying he likes and what Andy has been kind of writing the line, but mostly hating, yeah. um, right. then I, you probably will like this movie, but I still would only give it like a one out of four. If it, Because I think even if you enjoy it, it's kind of just like, That was fun. Never again, probably. Yeah. Or if you love it, you'll just watch it annually when you feel your Angela Lansbury uh, button, like the seven-year inch. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, I didn't like this movie. It was just, it was kind of a slog, really. Like, I understand, like, it's, uh, I I get that they were trying to do, they're trying to present a metaphor for feminine uh, empowerment and a girl coming into her own sexual agency, and that was just entirely unsubtle and not interestingly done in my opinion it was just very childish and kind of clunky um the other issue that I have honestly I don't think this is really is much of a horror movie um
0: Visually, they're like the pulling of the skin kind of thing, especially There's at the a time. little bit of yeah. that. I think it, nowadays it, it definitely
2: uses horror imagery. Yeah. Which nowadays, is why I, I
0: think well, it would be for like they're
1: about, for about 45 seconds of his running time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the time it's just two shots of <laughs> dialogue.
0: I think in '84 it would have definitely been like a horror drama. Yeah. yeah, I think nowadays it probably would have been like a drama that was PG 13 yeah. for werewolf related skin issues. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> sort, of, sort of acne. werewolf eczema. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Uh, It is classified
2: as horror fantasy.
1: Yeah, but Neil Jordan kind of expressly said that they were not trying to make a horror film. That's Mm. not what they were intending. It was Canon who marketed it
0: as a horror film. Yeah.
1: Because Canon films was really dumb.
0: Is that like when Toby Hooper said that The Texas Chainsaw Master was a comedy?
1: Honestly, I want to watch it again as a comedy and see how I feel about that. 4K. Down for it. Yeah. Down for it. (laughs) Um, So... I guess, uh, like, for me, I didn't like this movie. I I give it, like, a one out of five um, lint trap and gingerbread men from the carpet bag
2: of Angela Lansbury. (laughs) I'm not feeling it.
1: I will say, if you are... Because it doesn't feel like a horror movie to me as much as it feels like it feels There's like. Still- I do
2: love that it was a gingerbread man. Yeah, by it the was way. like a butterscotch. It
1: gingerbread feels man. like this kind of uh, wishy-washy Neil Gaiman y post punk. There's a cure photo on Gaiman? the wall. I don't hate Neil Gaiman. I just kind of don't give a shit about Neil Gaiman for the most part. It's fine. Um, I love Neil. Gaiman, I need to watch though.
0: American Gods. I it's, it's it. all right. Wonderful. Um, thus
2: showing again, the disparity between my opinion and Andy's. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: thought it was, it was, it was mostly like the thoroughly all right. Podcast. Uh, I will say there's a Pretty scene, much. there's a scene where a cab driver gets fucked by a, by a gym. Oh, the hot one.
2: Yeah. There's Dick. It's
1: oh, great. I've it's marvelous. It oh. But
0: stars, they like to show Dick. Yeah. They that, that's
2: their intercourse. motto. Intercourse. I mean, uh, it's animated. So I guess, I guess the point is going on,
1: I guess to, to finish the point up is, is this, this feels far less like horror to me than sort of Gothic fantasy. Mm-hmm. If that is your thing, You've already seen this movie and you don't need a recommendation. It's,
0: it's like watching one of the old um, Victor Price movies from the Vincent, Vincent Price. Yes, sorry. Yeah, Brain. Yes. Yeah. Um, like Tomb of Lygia is like that where there's no horror, but it's very Gothic. gothicy, romance. Yeah.
2: yeah. And people don't get the difference between gothic and dark and horror. It's there's yeah. there's no separation in there. Yeah. yeah. So
1: as I said, if you if If you can put down your Sandman tarot deck long enough, give this a watch. You'll (laughs) love it. damn
0: it. Um, Put down your British version of American Gods that is the 25 extra pages. Uh, no, I. Stardust. Watch Stardust again when Robert De Niro was gay.
2: Yeah, that was completely hilarious. Was
1: he gay or he was just a
0: transvestite? Yeah. Oh, I thought of him as gay. I don't think he was I gay. I think he, yeah, he might have been gay, but it wasn't explicit. I thought he hit on um another guy, and that was the what that was the joke. It wasn't super Big explicit. Work.
1: I don't recall that. I just recall him like being like. He was. He was a crossdresser. Total
0: crossdresser. Okay, and, I, a, and a badass at that. You know, I will you know, not be watching yeah. it again to find out.
2: Yeah, That's fine. So it was try. an all right
0: movie. It, that's right. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, I saw it. If, if you <laughs> want... That's how I feel about
1: it.
2: like everything Neil Gaiman. It's like, yeah, it was pretty good. I, I will say that if, if you want a Dark Fairy Tale, Labyrinth is so
0: much better. Yeah, labyrinth, or even Dark Crystal. I think I mean, is- calling labyrinth. labyrinth dark is a stretch, but
2: it's fine. Labyrinth is pretty damn dark. I mean, it was kidnapped. Yeah, you have to
0: deal with the shadow of David Bowie's. You uh,
2: do. Cock bulge. Oh God, the cock bulge. So much cock bulge.
1: Pants magic pants. <laughs> junk magic junk. <laughs> Put that magic
0: junk on me. Slap that baby. <laughs> I you know. Oh my God! Sad that for me, David Bowie is is completely exemplified by his uh, crotch bulge and labyrinth and being Nicola Testa in the Prestige. (laughs) Nicola Testa, yeah, Nicola Testa. Yes. I I don't have a lot of David Bowie references because I really didn't listen to his music that much.
1: Uh, Very few people did once you got past the 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 seventies.
0: Yeah, like I just I've heard all the big ones, but other than that, but I those are the two references for him as like. Uh, yeah. Labyrinth, and then the Prestige, and that book ended his entire life for me, and I love it. Yeah, yeah,
2: and that's fine. <laughs> now, I mean, I, I mean, I obviously had more of a the musical reference for Bo, for Bowie because I'm older than you. But I
0: don't know if that's it. Like, I on. Still,
2: I, still, what I what is prominent in my mind for I'm, David Bowie is the crotch. Bulge I caught on to bits and, bul, and, and bulge. Bits and bulges. <laughs> Fuck it, go with that. I caught on to bits and bulges of David Bowie. That's, I
1: feel like that's that's. A David lot of Bowie. people
2: caught on to bits and bulges of that, David Bowie.
1: That's David Bowie. That's David Bowie's people like film just like get stuck on had it, had like Velcro. Six. Like David Bowie would walk into the room and like people would just be like stuck to it. Like I, oh
2: my god. I don't know how the hell he was sex on a stick. I don't know how the hell that happened. I, I never I found understand. him even remotely attractive. I, well, he was always too thin for me. Yeah, but, yeah.
0: his face though—he's—he's
2: he's a fucking elf. He, he came directly from Lord of the Rings. Drow. He <laughs> seriously. He's a little too Just a lot of that. makeup. He is—he is pale for a drow because drow have black skin.
0: Not always. In revamped D and D, drow have a light bluish hue to their skin.
2: Light bluish. Okay. I also don't get how they have black skin if they live underground. You would think that they would be pasty fucking white. Why? Because mostly for underground things, they are white. There's no melanin. At why all. It
0: gotta be white? It's why his biology. You, why are you racially suppressing these underground <laughs> yeah. dwelling elements? We're engaging
1: God. in some very uncomfortable fantasy code switching here. God
2: damn it! On that note, kids, if you need to contact us. <laughs> Lay eggs in our brain, tear off our skin, and see if we're werewolves. Email us at bob at candycoatedrazor.com. You can catch us on the web at candycoatedrazor.com. Search for us on Facebook using Candy Coated Razor Blades, or hit me up on Twitter at candyrazorbob.
0: And you can contact me by following me on Twitter at ZanmanHorrorFan. That's X-A-N-M-A-N, HorrorFan. Or email me at podcasthorror at gmail.com.
1: And I never update it, but I do have a Facebook page, so if you want to contact me for some reason, send me a message there at oh shut up Andy, oh shut up Andy. Uh, While you're at it uh, please, you know, the usual things like subscribe rate and review. If you interact with us on your podcasting platform of choice, that sort of algorithmically like puts us in more people's feeds and it makes it easier for people to find us, which is what we want because you are our listeners and we love you unconditionally even when you are a disembodied head floating into a bloody vat of milk. (laughs) Especially then actually because that's
0: kind of my fetish you look just like you did <laughs> when we first met you not <laughs> <laughs> oh, no kids bye bye